0: Greetings, listeners. This is Dr. Mia Carey, Chief Innovation Officer for the North American Veterinary Community and host of today's Vetfolio New Product Podcast on Simperica. We are very pleased to have Dr. Chris Adolph, Veterinary Parasitologist and Specialist for Zoetis, joining us today. Welcome, Chris.
1: Thank you, Mia. I'm so glad to be here and talking about ticks.
0: Yes, indeed. I'm looking forward to our conversation. I think on behalf of our listeners, it would be best if we start – talking about ticks in general, to lay some groundwork, and then we'll jump specifically in talking about Semperica. How does that sound?
1: That sounds brilliant.
0: Okay, so let's start with a phrase that I hear commonly. It's tick season year-round. What does that really mean to you?
1: That is to help educate pet owners that there's not a particular tick season, that there's not a time when ticks are not active and they can go off of tick control. We want them to understand that year round is the best way to protect their dogs. There are ticks out there that are common in a lot of areas that they are more active in the winter months as adults than they are at other times of the year. Now their pre-adult stages are active at other times of the year. So I really want to stress to owners that it is tick season year-round. So my tick season begins on January the 1st and ends on December the 31st, and then it starts again.
0: So having that isolated summer or fall as a tick season, that's part of the myth that we hear out there.
1: Yes, it is, one of many.
0: So let's talk about that. What are some of the other common tick myths that are out there, and how do you go about having these kinds of conversations with a client?
1: Well, the tick season is one of the more common ones. And before I became a specialist, I spent years in veterinary practice as as an associate for a little while and then as an owner for most of that. And so I got the opportunity to have these conversations in the exam rooms with clients. And some of the more common ones were, well, I don't see ticks, therefore it's out of sight, out of mind, and I don't need this stuff. Well, the knowledge of... Tick biology and ecology will help us to have those conversations with our owners better. And I'll preface all of this by saying it is really important when we're having these conversations with our owners to let them off of the hook because we're about to tell them that their dogs get ticks on them, gross, disgusting creatures, and that they don't see them. If we're not careful, that our owners could interpret that as we're mad at them or we think they're bad pet owners for not noticing these. So... When I launch into my educational effort for these clients, the first thing I'll say is, there are pre-adult stages, larval and nymphal ticks, and they, fully fed, are about the size of the head of a pen. So it's very easy to overlook these. My dog, Pete, has really long hair. He's a lab German Shepherd mix, and even I, a boarded peristologist, Would miss those pre-adult stages on my own dog. And this helps to let them off the hook and let them listen to what you have to say next rather than getting defensive and saying, well, you know, in their mind, well, I take good care of my dog. I would never, I would never allow a tick on my dog. But just to let them know these ticks can acquire their dog as a host. They can feed and fall off and never, ever see them. And we see this very commonly When we perform tick-borne pathogen testing as a screening tool and we see these positive dogs and they will inevitably tell us, well, I've never seen a tick on my dog and I believe them when they tell me that. Other common myths are ticks fall out of trees. They don't fall out of trees, they acquire a host from the ground up. There are other myths that, well, my dog only goes out in the backyard or if we go to the park, we stay on the trail any short trip outside or even a trip to the park can increase our risk of being exposed to ticks. It's really important to have those conversations with owners and really educate them on the need for year-round tick control, even if their lifestyle is not one that lends itself to being outdoors a lot. It's still a risk.
0: Thank you for that, Chris. And I love your team approach to pet health care. You know, anything that we can do to take the pressure off of our clients, or so to speak, let them off the hook so that they know we're in this together trying to do what's best for their dog. I really appreciate that approach to health care. So let's jump into the product specifically, Chris. Tell us a little bit about what is Symperica.
1: Symperica is a once-monthly chewable medication for the treatment of fleas and four species of ticks and dogs. It's labeled for use in dogs six months of age and older, and the active ingredient of Semperica is serolaner. Serolaner is in a class of isoxazoline, a parasiticide, and there's a couple of other isoxazolines that are on the market. Semperica provides fast and persistent protection from fleas and ticks without losing efficacy at the end of the month, and Semperica was developed by Zoeta scientists.
0: Some great benefits there that you've outlined. Once monthly, it's chewable, fleas, and ticks. Can you speak a little bit more about how Semperica will be differentiated from competitors that are already out there in the veterinary market?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I'll preface this by saying that if veterinarians want more information on this, we have a lot of published information that is open access that veterinarians can enter in their search engine and look for Symperica and there are articles there that will keep you busy for an entire weekend if you want to. The bottom line is Symperica is rapidly acting. It provides rapid effects against fleas and ticks. In addition to that, it's very persistent, meaning we have efficacy all the way out to the end of the month and then out to day 35. Simperica is labeled for a once-every-30-day medication, but we have data out to day 35. And I can tell you from my previous life when I was in practice that sometimes owners are a few days late giving monthly products.
0: Absolutely. I remember that from my days in practice as well and as a pet owner, so I can certainly relate. And I like the idea of having a whole weekend full of reading, but just in case one of our readers needs to have the synopsis, how would you say you stack up specifically to fleas?
1: So in those published studies that have been peer-reviewed and published, we compared Semperica against some of the other currently available oral flea medications. And when we look at the eight-hour time point, and we, we take eight hours for fleas because fleas a little bit different than ticks, are going to jump on a host, they're gonna start feeding immediately, so the time points for evaluating fleas, evaluating ticks is a little different. But when we look at the eight-hour data, which is the first time point that we've measured in these studies, all the way out to day 35, we have efficacy, we've shown that we're working faster.
0: So that's data specific to fleas. How would you say Sympirica stacks up specific to ticks?
1: Let's say you spend all Saturday morning and into the early afternoon reading about fleas, well, the tick stuff should take you into the early evening and possibly into Sunday, but as great as we act against fleas, I'm really amazed how effective Semperica works against ticks. We looked at Semperica versus some of the other oral medications that are on the market, and when we look at it, the 24-hour mark, which, again, fleas jump on and feed immediately and ticks are going to crawl around, and it's going to vary from you know, species of ticks how long they crawl around till the time they start feeding. So we take the 24-hour mark because it is a little different for the ticks. But when we look at that, we have efficacy all the way up to day 35 at that time point against the other products that are on the market.
0: Very impressive, Chris. So a common word that I'm hearing from you is fast. Why is it important to kill ticks fast?
1: It is really important to kill ticks fast because, depending on the tick, they can pass on or vector a great many pathogens to dogs. And it's widely accepted that these pathogens, depending on the pathogen, is going to have a different transmission time. But the bottom line is, the faster we kill a tick, once it starts feeding, we're really going to lower the probability that those pathogens are transferred from the tick into the dog. So the faster something works, the better it is to minimize the chance of a vector-borne pathogen being passed into the dog. In addition to killing ticks fast, it's really important to kill fleas fast because the longer a flea feeds on a dog, the more It can potentially sensitize that dog and really flare the clinical signs associated with flea allergy dermatitis. So if we can have a product that is going to kill these fleas rapidly once they initiate feeding, then we are going to A, minimize the probability of developing a flea allergy dermatitis, and we're going to improve those dogs that are already affected with flea allergy dermatitis.
0: So for ticks, we want to mitigate pathogen transfer, and for fleas, we want to minimize the sensitization time. Would you say that's it in a nutshell?
1: In a nutshell, yes. As a parasitologist and as a veterinarian, those are the things I'm interested in, but also as a former practice owner, I know that my team They don't want to get the phone calls of the client seeing the icky flea or icky tick. Now, I know that as long as dogs go outside, that's a probability. But if we're using Semperica on a regular basis, we're going to minimize those phone calls.
0: So which dosage strengths will Semperica be available actually in our veterinary practices?
1: So Semperica is dosed at 2 to 4 milligrams per pound of dog. So we have strengths available in 5, 10. 20, 40, 80, and 120 milligrams. And so we have six different sizes. And what this allows us to do is it allows us to treat dogs up to 132 pounds with a single dose. But what's really, really cool about this product is with that five milligram, we can safely treat a dog as little as 2.8 pounds. 2.8
0: pounds, that's remarkable. I'm thinking of a little teacup Yorkie that I know that just might fit the bill.
1: When I was in practice, one of the things that was very common among owners that had these small dogs, these really, really tiny dogs, they were hypersensitive to safety issues, safety with anything that we were going to utilize to keep their dogs safe, from vaccines to any medication to treat any illness to... And the number one thing I would get asked was, is this safe? Is this safe? And there was sometimes a hesitancy to even use these. Well, I would talk to them about the risk benefit ratio and how we'd use these products for some time and that it's safe and try to mitigate their fears with good solid science and good data. And we have FDA approval for this to safely use in dogs all the way down to two point eight pounds.
0: Very impressive. You know, let's switch gears just a little bit, Chris, and talk about the development of Simperica. Was Semperica developed inside Zoetis or co-developed with a partner?
1: So I alluded to this in the very beginning when I was doing the description, and I think it bears a further explanation in that Semperica, and I'm very proud of this, Simperica was developed by scientists within Zoetis in a worldwide collaborative effort To me, this is a terrific example of Zoetis Innovation and our capabilities of our internal research and development team. There are some really, really smart, high-quality people working in our organization that discovered and developed this molecule internally to address our customers' needs for a really fast-acting, very persistent product in this area.
0: Yes, that internal development is extremely impressive and I think in some ways unique as well. With that, does that generate additional data that we're going to see published maybe in other journals as well to what you've already mentioned?
1: Oh, absolutely, and again, this is another huge source of pride for me is that the amount of study that has gone into this and the amount of papers that have come out of these studies that have been peer reviewed and published in two separate articles February edition of Parasites and Vectors will have multiple stud- comparative studies with how well does Imperico stack up against other products that are already on the market, and then in the Journal of Veterinary Parasitology, multiple articles on the discovery, flea efficacy, kick efficacy, other things that are there will keep the reader busy for quite some time. And, and again, I'm I'm a geek, I'm a parasitologist. This is fascinating literature. And when we talk to university parasitologists, they are amazed at the amount of data that we've published around this new product.
0: So what you're saying is there's even more studies available. It could even fill up more than just a weekend.
1: It is very possible that it could fill up a weekend. This is a great reason to not mow the yard or not rake leaves or something. And that We have to learn about this new molecule.
0: I like that. We're always looking for a scapegoat, right? I want to thank you, Chris, so much for your time today and sharing all of your knowledge and expertise. Before we close things out, is there anything else you'd like to share about Simparica with our listeners?
1: Certainly. The last thing that I would share is that there are a lot of products on the market. And I can tell you that of everything that's available, knowing what I know, I will absolutely be starting my dogs on Simparica for their flea and tick control medication.
0: Well, that's a sound endorsement if you ask me. Thank you so much, Chris. We really enjoyed having you with us today.
1: Thank you, Mia. It was my pleasure.
0: Well, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you have enjoyed today's Vetfolio podcast on Simpirica. Have a great rest of your day.
1: Important safety information. Simpirica is for use only in dogs six months of age and older. Sympirica may cause abnormal neurological signs such as tremors, decreased conscious propriocession, ataxia, decreased or absent menace, and or seizures. Sympirica has not been evaluated in dogs that are pregnant, breeding, or lactating. Sympirica has been safely used in dogs treated with commonly prescribed vaccines, parasiticides, and other medications. The most frequently reported adverse reactions were vomiting and diarrhea. See full prescribing information at zoetisus.com slash P.I.